Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Hela and hello to Unwai. Happy belated birthday to Sam, who turned four on September 1st. And happy belated birthday to Lillian, who turned 10 on October 13th. Happy belated birthday to Clara in New York, who turned six on October 28th. From mom, dad, Ada, and Pepper, who love you so much. And happy belated birthday to Annie Rose from Fontana, California, who turned seven on October 27th. Happy birthday to Quinn in San Francisco, who turned six on October 30th. Happy birthday to Penny from Cumbernauld, who is turning eight on Halloween. And a hello to her little sister, Marnie. Mom and dad love you and are so proud of you both. Happy birthday to Wesley, who is turning nine on October 31st. Happy birthday to Angus in Cheltenham, Australia, who is turning seven on October 31st. Happy birthday to Isabel from Maine, who is turning eight on November 1st. Happy birthday to Maya from Ottawa, who is turning 12 on November 1st. And happy birthday to Lily, who is turning 10 on November 5th. You are growing up to be so strong, smart, and brave. We love you, Mom, Dad, Quinn, and Zucchini. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, all ad-free, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org support. Thank you. Esther was woken by voices. She got up to go and see what all the noise was about. One of the guards had been attacked by a chickalore, and Gimble was surprised. They are not usually like this. Esther finally gets back to sleep, and when she wakes up the next morning, she and Gimble chat. Esther wants to ask questions, but the time has come for her to act. When the magical book starts glowing again, she knows it is time to go. The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 18 Gimble had sent Esther back to her bedroll, though after the excitement, she couldn't possibly sleep, at least not well. Esther lay there thinking for the longest time, slipping in and out of sleep. What did all this excitement have to do with her? She had hoped, dared, to believe that her father hadn't simply disappeared of his own free will, leaving her, her brother, and her mother alone to fend for themselves. Fathers in Shirewood just didn't do that. Especially her father. He loved to travel, but he always returned and was so happy to share what he had seen and done. 
Esther hadn't much of a plan when finally deciding to leave in the middle of the night. She had been thinking about leaving for years. Shirewood wasn't a place for her, but she never had much of a plan other than to travel and hope that she could magically find a trace of her father, bringing him home. She never thought she would have to go on a rescue mission. After a few hours of laying there, what stood for sunrise in this place of gray started to brighten up Gimbel's tent, and the smell of fresh tea brewing woke her enough to test her legs. Don't let me down, skinny legs, she thought as she slowly got up from her prone position. Her legs were still very sore. Good morning, Esther, Gimble said with a sparkle in his eyes. He looked exhausted, like he hadn't slept, but was as positive as her mother was in the morning. This was one trait that wasn't passed down. But then, mornings for Esther often meant going with her little stinker of a brother to learn how to grow a garden, make clothes, or something that didn't allow her to escape the realities of Shirewood with her mind. Good morning, Esther said groggily. I doubt you slept terribly well, but as my friend Selena used to say, by the morrow's light and the mage's might, though rest be brief, each day brings its own splendor and relief. I think that's how she said it. It's been so many years. I slept okay, thank you. The bedroll is very comfortable, Esther said, as she worked the knots out of her back. Good, I'll make you a cup of tea if you want to use the water room I have just behind where you slept. I've managed to find some crunchy biscuits, which might suffice when dipped in your tea. I am afraid you will need some energy, Gimbel said, with a slight sense of foreboding. After freshening up, Esther came out and sat with Gimbel in the comfy area that served as his study. She took a big drink of tea, finding her throat still a bit dry, and said, This is delicious tea. Thank you. Very refreshing. You are too kind, Esther. A year ago, we came across a stash of old herbal teas that someone had hidden when they left their settlement. I guess they had hoped they would one day be able to return. Here, have some biscuits. You need to eat, or you might wither away before you can even start your journey, Gimble said as he handed her a plate full of biscuits. Esther thought she had already started, and though she would walk through to the next realm to meet her father, she considered that her journey was nearing its end. After taking a bite of the hard biscuit, she said, I asked you last night, but what exactly happened last night with all the noise and commotion? Ah, yes. You are just like your father. You have such focus, Gimble said, smiling. Well, this settlement moves from time to time to avoid being harassed by the Queen's guards, 
and some more aggressive animals that roam the glade. This is the first time that the Chickalors have acted like this. They chased one of my guards clear across the camp, and she is twice the size of me. Gimble indicated the size of the guard by holding his hands far above his head. You said I had something to do with the attack. How can that be possible? Have a drink of tea and I will tell you a story. Gimble had the look in his eyes of someone well-practiced in telling stories. When the queen turned to gray and the good magic started to disappear, a group of elders hid artifacts of their own in order to preserve what once was, and in the hope that one day they could be a seed to bring back good magic throughout the realm. The belief is that once the good magic starts to grow, it will become a tidal wave for good and wash over all the lands in the realm, bringing color, joy, and happiness. Just like Shirewood, your kingdom in your realm. Esther had never considered Shirewood a place of joy and happiness, but compared to the Glade, she was starting to think otherwise. They left these artifacts, not just in our realm, but in yours as well. But the artifacts will only reveal themselves to those possessing a good and kind heart. To those who have hope and the determination to bring light where there is gray. There are very few who have this light inside them. Mine is fading as I grow old. Hope lies with the young. Pausing as he took a drink of tea, Gimble looked at Esther carefully. You have one of those artifacts, Esther, and it has chosen to reveal itself only to you. After all these years, it has chosen you. You can help bring light to our realm. Esther felt overwhelmed and couldn't think of what to say. The closer she believed she was to the end of her journey, the more she discovered layers of hidden truths and mysteries that unfolded with each step. After taking a deep breath, she managed to talk. Gimble, I am just a girl who misses her father. I've been mean to my brother, rude to my teachers, and I left my mother behind. I am no hero. I just want to help bring my father home. I can't possibly save a whole realm. I'm too young. I'm... Gimble interrupted. Good magic doesn't lie. Like your father, it sees something in you that you do not. I see it too. The spark in your eyes. The hope and determination. The elders and I believe that the future will be made by those like you, not us. Esther felt like running away. This was too much responsibility. What had she gotten herself into? If she had known that walking down that path, turning right instead of left, would have led to all this, 
would she still make that choice? She could be home right now, helping her brother get ready for school. Instead, she was in the unknown realm, a place of ashen color with angry creatures and an old queen trapped by the allure of a bad artifact. But where would she run to? There was no going back. She was closer now to her father than she had been since he left. Esther took another sip of her tea and felt a peculiar warmth from her bag resting against her leg. Looking down, she saw a soft, enchanting glow peeking through, casting light across the dim surroundings of Gimbel's tent. Esther, it's glowing. Opening her bag, she cautiously reached in and retrieved Gimbel's book. Its worn pages seemed to shimmer, almost like it wanted to share the stories that were written. She delicately opened it, turning the pages to where she had slipped the map. Unfolding the parchment, it gleamed brilliantly, the intricate pattern swirling and moving, activated by her touch. The map was alive again, detailing a new route to follow. I thought the map was finished, Esther said, but it shows a new route leading I hope, to where my father must be. Can you see? Esther said, showing the map to Gimbel. The map will only reveal itself to you, Esther. I cannot see the root. I can see the glow, which is more than most would be aware of, but everything else is for the person the artifact has chosen, and that is you. Well... If there is a chance that this leads to where my father is, then I must leave at once, Esther said, starting to get up from her seat, ignoring the pain in her legs. Wait, don't be hasty. While you need to leave soon, certain preparations must be made first. If you go out on the glade by yourself, good magic or not, you may find yourself in harm's way. You don't want to face a herd of chickalores or worse, alone. So, please finish your biscuits and tea, and we will start the preparations. Esther sat back down and ate a few more bites of the dry biscuits. She agreed with Araya on one thing. The elders spent too much time talking. Now was a time to do something. If she gave much more thought to all the obstacles in front of her, she might not want to move at all. With every revelation, every moment that ticked by, it became clear that what she once perceived as the finale was merely the prologue. The vastness of her adventure was expanding, and she was just on the threshold of a journey that was only beginning. I know you think I am slow, and we elders are holding you back. I can see that spark growing in your eyes already, and I am sure you will eventually be a good match for Araya, 
but we need to wait for her return, as she will be your guide. As you may have noticed, my days of long, speedy travel have passed. I injured my leg many years ago, and I've become a burden to those around me. We'll first make sure you are fed, gather some food for your journey, and then you can start. And besides, I would love so much to have the chance to read what I wrote so many years ago in that book you have. I had left it there on that path in Shirewood, with the map, protected, hoping that someone would find it and make the right decision. You are welcome to read it. I wasn't sure if you would let me keep it now that I have brought it back to you. It is no longer mine, Gimble said. As Esther was about to hand Gimble the book, she heard the distant clamor of agitated voices and the shuffling of hurried footsteps. The tense canvas began to cast eerie dancing shadows, illuminated from the outside by a wave of shifting speckled light. What is that noise? She asked Gimble as they stood. Just then, a young boy ran into the tent. Gimble, they are back, the Chickalors, and there are many more this time. I've never seen so many in one place at once. Go, boy. Send a guard our way and tend to your station. Stay here, Gimble said as he went to the entrance of his tent. Outside, a herd of Chickalors had swarmed the camp. Their formerly joyous and inquisitive eyes now flashed menacingly as they darted between tents, searching, causing chaos. Tents were knocked over, food supplies scattered, and campfires smothered in their frenzied pursuit. The peaceful settlement was in complete disarray as people scrambled to secure their belongings and loved ones. Whispers and shouts echoed, they're looking for Esther. Panic spread like wildfire. They have overwhelmed the guards. I'm afraid there is no more time to wait. You must be off. A guard will come and take you to a new waypoint. I'll send word to Araya, and she can meet you there. But, but what about you? I can't leave you here alone, Esther said as she secured her bag to her back. Don't worry about me. No Chickalore has scared me yet and today will be no different, Gimble said, as he retrieved a stick with a tip that was glowing blue. Then, at the entrance to the tent, a pair of angry eyes appeared, looking at Esther menacingly. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>